1: It is of course day five of my Eating Irish Challenge and I've been documenting it here in the programme throughout the past uh, the past week and the whole idea, the whole aim of this was just to highlight to you, to me, to everybody where the food we eat comes from and we've been asking you over the past couple of days I mean, is it something that you pay any heed to at all? Do you even care? Do you look out for the origin of the products that you're consuming? Um, I know that I didn't really to be honest but I'm definitely trying to make a much greater effort now as part of this uh, 30 day Local Food Challenge campaign Quite a number of people Actually you know Every single day I come in every morning There's just loads of emails there From people Loads of different tips Suggestions around Really good areas and places And producers to use As part of the challenge Um, Philip got in touch About the West Cork The food fair Every year in Skibbereen. Just talking about The different delicacies Sally Barnes Wild Irish Smoked salmon Salamis Duck The organic pork meats Etc All grown locally handmade products and also the garlic. Yeah, we got plenty of garlic in too from the, the wonderful barn yesterday. Um, but loads of suggestions from people. So thanks a million for that. Really interesting email though from Mick and Connemara. And uh, one of the things he, he pointed out, and it's something I've noticed this week, is the packaging. And Mick in his email talked about, you know, like a lot of the products, it's quite confusing when you look at the labelling. He uses the example of honey. And, you know, he just made the point that like the label will say in in large letters, Irish honey. And then there's this really tiny, small print in the back. And it says, you know, blend of EU a non-EU honey and he was making the point that he thought the producers had a lot to answer for and I think maybe that might be something around packaging and labelling that uh, we might continue into next week or certainly chat about at another stage. Um, The other thing I noticed actually too and it was pointed out in some of the emails from listeners produced for or made for a certain um, we will say food supplier like a third party and you're not really quite sure then if all the ingredients actually are Irish or whether or not they're just being produced for a certain company so probably more clarity needed there too and Linda I want to thank you as well for your email because Linda made it just something that's great awareness just to, to, to draw to your attention she just made the point that um, when she was trying herself to be more aware of Irish products when she was shopping and she says if, if you shop in Duns, your receipt will show you how many of the products were actually Irish products and how much of your total bill was spent on Irish produce. And Linda sent in actually a copy of her own receipt as well in the email, you know, and she just uh, has it highlighted at the bottom of the receipt. You can see total Irish purchases. 40 euro and 9 cent and it was just an interesting thing just to bring to your attention as well so Linda thanks a million for that lunchtime live at newstalk.com as always the email address if you want to join us but I've been asking people today to get in touch give us a call if you've been taking part in the challenge this week or maybe you started it at the, uh, the beginning of the month or maybe it's something you've now been inspired to do Ellie is with us on the line Ellie tell me what's your experience of eating Irish Hi, Andrea.
0: Thanks very much for having me on. Yeah. So I'm in my third year of doing the Local Food Challenge now. So I did 2020 and 2021, and right. now I'm on my third year.
1: And why did you decide to get into it, Ali?
0: Or well, I actually, I'm a journalist and i based in Cork, and I have a podcast called Green Bites, which is the Irish Food Sustainability Podcast. And I interviewed Lisa Fingleton for that in 2020. And then my partner kind of said, why don't we just try doing it ourselves? And I've always been kind of fond of like living experiments and learning by doing and I just decided to go for it. And the first year was like so difficult.
1: It was really? So shocking, In what way, you know? Ellie?
0: Well, the first thing is, is that I'm a big caffeine junkie yeah. and I do I don't eat anything that isn't produced in Ireland including drinks. I don't consume anything that isn't produced in Ireland. So I go cold turkey on the caffeine as well. Do you? <laughs> yeah. So Are you serious? Yeah, and i have been somebody who would have like four cups of builder's tea a day, like that's, and a couple of coffees. So the, the cold turkey on caffeine is a bit tough.
1: Oh, and right. Oh, think, Ellie, we're in different leagues entirely. I I, I was like you on Monday and <laughs> God by Tuesday, like I just said to the team, listen, there's not a chance, like there's no way I'm going to get through the week. Like. And, yeah. and they and they were like, I didn't realize you were such a coffee addict. But I didn't even, I suppose, <laughs> I forgot how much you know. I, I know I, I do drink a hell of a lot of coffee, but I just, even even two days of not having coffee, I I mean, I had a thump and pound and headache. Yeah, I couldn't get over it. Like,
0: and our lifestyle is set up for that caffeinated pace. Like, I have to take naps this month. I, that's a whole different story, and so interesting. Like, you know soaring anxiety rate that everyone's wandering around with a bucket of caffeine all the time. It's, it's very thought-provoking, you know. So, yes. But I do did find that tough the first Um This year, I didn't find it difficult and I'm actually kind of welcoming it a fair bit.
1: And so just, what else then? So, so, so you've obviously, like, to, like, because that's the thing and that was how I set out Monday and had intended to do the 30 day um, Irish challenge. Well, look, I was only doing it for a week, but I mean, I had intended on in doing the no coffee, the no tea and the no chocolate because clearly, obviously, you know, not all of the ingredients are going to be Irish. But you actually stick to that.
0: Yes. And it also means no sugar because, mm. of course, uh, Ireland shut down its indigenous sugar industry. Uh, in the most extraordinary and ridiculous way. So we have no sugar in Ireland yeah. anymore, which is a really big problem for our food security. Uh, so that means no jams, no pickles. So I've become a dab hand at doing all that stuff myself. So go so on, tell me, how do you get round that? Because that's where I've
1: been struggling all week.
0: Uh, well, luckily, I don't have a sweet tooth. I'm just one of those people. I'd always have like seconds of the main course rather than a dessert anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's not a problem at all for me. I mean, it's only a problem really when it comes to additives, food additives, because mm. it means that you basically can't eat any processed foods.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this was, um, the, you're t- you're describing my week. I mean, this is yeah. why I was like a maniac during the week looking for treats. Because it was so hard to get treats that didn't have sugar.
0: Yeah, I know. Really, really difficult.
1: So how do you cope with sauces and stuff?
0: Like, that's where I really I fell this week. I just make everything. So I have yeah. workarounds. So like, I, I buy a sack of fantastic flour from oak forest mills. I don't know if you know this or not, but this the wheat that's grown in Ireland, ninety-four percent of that joggus, is uh going for animal food and only six percent is for flour. So it's very, very difficult to get uh there are some small producers out there, but most of the Irish mills are milling imported wheat.
1: Mm.
0: So um so I just have one lovely lady who supplies me. She's got an amazing stout farm. So I make my own bread and then you can thicken sauces and gravies with that as well. Yeah,
1: well this explains now why during the week I wanted to make a sauce to go with dinner because I couldn't eat any of the sauces that I have or I couldn't find anything to buy. I went to make the sauce, went to the press, took out the corn flour and saw the UK stamp on the back of it. Couldn't use it. Well, corn
0: flour can't come from Ireland anyway because we don't have uh, like we don't have milling made here. You know, so But so, I mean, I suppose all of this stuff that I've picked up, like, and learned about over the past three years, it's just so thought-provoking. It just really makes you think. Like, the other day I found uh, scallions from Mexico in the supermarket.
1: Mm, I saw scallions from Egypt there in one of the retailers the other day, actually. I was laughing because I thought, sure, they're one of the things surely I'll be able to get from Ireland.
0: That's just crazy. Like, I mean, I thought we're supposed to be in a climate emergency and all of this stuff. I know. You know, some of that stuff is being air freighted. So we're buying plane tickets for onions. <laughs> <laughs> from I know. The
1: world, and then I'm listening to people in electric cars lecturing me then about you know trying to be more sustainable, and the the, the trolley packed with scallions from Egypt. But anyway,
0: well, that's partly I think why I do it because the other thing as well with the cost of living crisis this year, it's very important to just remember that this is not something that that people can actually do. It's not a sustainable way of of living. Yeah. I couldn't do this year round. It's too expensive and too difficult and too time demanding. You know? So I think that it's really important that it's it's the challenge for me is much more about learning what we have Yes. We don't have, yes. And also about uh kind of making the point, I guess, making people think about it and become more aware well, about
1: uh, it. That, that really for me, like that ultimately for me is what this week was about. And I'm on day five. And I mean, I, like I'm doing nothing by comparison to you. I'm only doing it for seven days. But a lot of it was about the, you know, do as you learn experience of just actually looking at what's in my fridge, my press and what I buy and, and having to think about how much of this is actually Irish product. Um, yeah. And i will be really straight with you. Like a lot of the stuff that was in my presses and my fridge and the stuff that I was picking up, it wasn't of Irish origin. I'm now five days into this campaign a hell of a lot more mindful about what I'm buying and where I'm buying it from, and I'm really enthused by the amount of people who've engaged with me on this over the week, and even my own friends are now saying, "You know God, I never thought of that or never looked at it that way, or I must start looking at where the origin of the stuff and the packaging and and the labeling, which I think has made it you know it, it, i think a lot of people have engaged with it because we probably just haven't been doing that. But well, it's Andrew, very I just hard want to raise the...
0: one small point about that. And yeah. that's that we have a really big labelling problem in this country that's that's really bordering on fraud as far as I'm concerned, which is that we have huge numbers of products that are labelled Irish and they're not Irish. Mm. And that's part of the reason why people have a problem with the with the idea that we have a food security problem. Because they go into a supermarket chain and they go sure. There's all of this stuff, and it's all labelled Irish. But it's labelled Irish because you're the law says that you once you add a percentage of value within Ireland, mm. the source ingredient. Well, okay, that's we Artie from Blast Yeah,
1: example. Awards was telling me the other day. Yeah. It's you know if if the main um, ingredient, if the main source of the product is Irish, then you know what I mean. And and, and there's sort of I suppose a qualifying criteria in and around that, which I which I thought was interesting. But look, we, we would be without a lot of the things that we love. I mean, you know, if, if we were to take away the sugars, the chocolate, the coffee and the tea, and I think it would make it difficult. And maybe it's about just getting people to be more mindful of some of the other products that they buy day to day. But it's very, it would be very hard to do this. Um, God, I don't know if I'd even want to do a month of it, Ellie, to be honest with you, like a week is... Do
0: you know what? I never want to stop by the end. Do you like, Because I feel amazing because there's no processed food in your diet. Like, no sugar is just so good for yeah. you. And, you know, the quality of the food we produce in this country is off the charts. Like, absolutely incredible. You go in, even to a supermarket, and if you're only buying Irish food, you're coming out with beautiful raw materials to do your own cooking. Mm. And, uh, like, I, I never want to end it and I always have this kind of thing a blowout where you get a takeaway the first (laughs) weekend, (laughs) like an Indian takeaway, like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And then you kind of don't feel great after it. And then right the way through until Christmas now, I tend to, like this, this challenge has been so life changing for me that I actually put up a polytunnel last year. Okay, uh, you
1: can find so an it's... article that
0: I wrote in the Irish Examiner about that. Yeah, um, so it's really
1: it. actually infiltrated then through to your you know your your life for the rest of the months, which is which yeah. is which is great to see. Well, do you know what I, I I I will I will commit to doing it next year. I will. That's it. I'm I'm going to do well at least a week <laughs> of it next year anyway. Definitely for sure. But I, I'd love today,
0: to. Andrea. Yeah,
1: I'd love to chat to other people today who maybe want to give it a try or maybe like you, they're already doing it. They're miles right. ahead of me. Ellie, listen, thanks a million for joining us in the programme today. Lovely. Bye. Yeah, I've no doubt somebody will remind me um, of that commitment that I'm after giving here now today in the programme. I can't roll back on it. But look, if you've been taking part in the 30-day um, Local Irish Food Challenge, please let us know. Or maybe you're considering, you might actually join me next year and we'll try a week of it anyway, at least. 53106 is the number if you do want to get in touch. This listener, again, a lot of people talking here and I about the labelling. Um, this texter says, just on the packaging, watch out and be aware for labelling around Irish smoked salmon. Versus smoked Irish salmon. The latter is wild Irish smoked salmon. The first one is farmed salmon from another country that's only smoked in Ireland. You see, that's something I was not aware of. Uh, keep those messages coming into us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.